A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the final COVID of this Uh, podcast. It's the final COVID. (laughs) 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 I could do a lot of Foley right now, I feel like. Blowing, coughing. Go pro. Vomit sounds. I didn't How's throw it feel up to I be just, actively infected. You know, I'm so grateful for the vaccine. I feel that mm-hmm. um, I probably got a, a pretty mild dose, so I'm feeling lucky. Yes. Just like Google. <laughs> I'm feeling lucky. Uh, <laughs> what if every time you use that, you got COVID? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm feeling lucky. Not anymore. <laughs> what a terrible, what a terrible idea to express. I liked it. I'm glad you said it. Well, thank you for for you know putting in that the work, Lisa, showing up and doing your your noble podcast duties. We salute you. I've been so bored. I'm just thrilled to be doing this. <laughs> I know. I mean, I know the podcast actually is the highlight of my day. <laughs> if when I see it on the couch, I was like, thank God, I can talk to some cool people. I just some other little other little psychos. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. everyone's well, you know, in this economy, in this climate, in this society, I can only I really only have the tolerance and patience for you three and the signers straight up. Yep, that's it. That's all we got. It's true. Well, because it's like, oh, because astrology actually makes you an empathetic, understanding, patient, this too shall pass person. So been grateful. I'm grateful for the stars and the podcast as always. I went to the dentist today and, and she was asking me, the hygienist was asking me like what I do. And I did not say astrology, but I was like, I should have just put 
I bet you if I put this on there, then this would like, I can't tell if it's a conversation starter or stopper. Mm. Um, but she did ask me about comedy and she was like, so what, when you tell, when you say comedy, uh, like, what are your jokes about? And I'm like, "Mm, am I about to tell this dentist woman that I just almost exclusively talk about my pussy? Um, no, I was like relationships, Mm. but having, I feel like right now having, um, small talk conversations feels insane with uh everything happening where I'm just like don't ask me about anything right now I don't want to like let's just have a nice time at the dentist I don't want to I don't want to you have tools in my mouth I don't want to say the wrong thing please did I ever tell you about how I had to explain to a like five six-year-old what fat jokes were no (laughs) oh my god this was one of the most uncomfortable experiences well it was actually pretty fun I was I was opening for uh some comedy club in Arizona for a weekend and one of the nights the headliner had his wife and kid there and they were in the green room before our show started and the little girl was like very interested in the world because I guess you know she hadn't really probably been to a ton of green rooms yet she's only like five and she was asking me about like my stand-up and stuff and like I just really did not know how to answer to like a that young of a kid because you you can't like really say anything that you talk about like I can't really like boyfriends or I don't even know like exactly how to explain it to you but you want to be nice because it's the headliners kid and and they're like a sweet little kid you know and I, so I just said I do a lot of fat jokes, which at the time was true. And also it, I do do a lot of them on the road still, um, maybe not in the coasts, but <laughs> I will still <laughs> do them uh, elsewhere. Um, and she did not know what fat was and she did not understand. And I did not know how to explain it. Um, her parents had clearly raised her very well because she wasn't like judgmental about my body at all in any way. And uh, I kind of was like just looking at her mom, like, I don't know what to say. And her mom goes, you know, how like when you wave your arm like this, sometimes it just jiggles underneath. And the little <laughs> girl just started dying laughing. She thought it was the funniest thing she'd ever heard. Oh and my God. I was like, this is the cutest experience. Like that question that you hate getting asked in public. I'm like, this yes. is the cutest way to experience that. That's a really cute answer. But also like thinking of, fat jokes the act of jiggling anything is fun hilarious like yeah. jello just like jello slime for years there's just like there's must be some primal like caveman brain where like seeing things jiggle is fun my money don't jiggle jiggle it folds oh no <laughs> i've said tiktok things oh no she said a tiktok have you guys listened who has serious xm i know this podcast is not sponsored do, by serious xm but, but it might as well be I have you listened to tiktok radio many many a time yeah oh that's a oh, thing yeah tiktok radio is channel just- four is a thing and you'll hear songs you just that aren't songs it's because it is like nelly Furtado sped up and i'm like wait do they actually put out this song or is this just a sound effect that we're now listening to on the radio but i think they put out the songs because i remember trying to look one up on spotify and it kept getting removed i don't remember what song it was for licensing issues so i think they do put them out and then you know they get taken down Mm -hmm. how wild landscape (laughs) well and it's funny because if you listen to it like the sweepers for it they'll play like a clip of whatever is trending and it'll be like when you know you know and i'm like fuck i know i know what this i know what this song refers to or i know what clip you're supposed to do to this song but also it's cool because they'll have sections it's cool you can put put me out to pasture now (laughs) actually you can actually go put an air stuff bullet in my head but it's pretty cool because they also have a section that's all the trending songs from different countries but then also the ones that are from like these are all this top songs from the 1960s that are charting 
on TikTok. So they'll oh. play a lot of, they'll actually play a lot more old and throwback songs than one would think. It's not only just hype house sort of hip hop pop music. Not sponsored by Sirius. We really should move the show over. Well, to I will be um, if while we're here, I will be on a podcast on Sirius um, coming <gasps> out soon, and I will give you guys more detail when it comes out. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. It's fun. Ooh. Okay. Cool. Can't wait. All right, Sirius, you listen to us. We're so organically fans of yours. You know, we'll put we'll us be on. behind the put us behind the paywall. I don't give a fuck. We're serious about serious. <laughs> Just did a 10 minute promo on channel four TikTok radio. But I think this goes with, well, at least the child stuff definitely goes with some of the succeeded. Is it, am I succeeded? Succeeded. Succeeded houses. houses is what we are talking about today um, in our uh, micro houses. No, I'm like, this is the one that I do wrong because they are groups of four. They are three categories of four houses. So is this a triple, a quadruple? I don't know, but we're talking about succeedant houses today. These are the houses that follow the angular houses. So we are talking about houses two, five, eight, and 11. And their conceptual relationship to each other, why they are where they are, what do they mean, um, and how how can this help you understand the houses? I love these. Well, they're they're also like I guess if we're twelve letter alphabeting, they're like the fixed houses. I know that um, they're not supposed to be like you know the best ones or whatever. Supposedly, you know, the second house is the weakest and the eighth is like misfortune or whatever but I think these are fun it's like they're really interesting um like each one has an interesting topic or whatever and I I like that Wikipedia mentions that um these are about things that belong to the person even with the fifth house is like I know my mom has said in so many times about how like her children belong to her and stuff. And I think we think of our creative things as definitely belonging to us and, and the eighth being those, those shared um, things. I don't know exactly how we get to the 11th there, but maybe we'll figure it out by the end of the episode. Back to my boy, Bob Mark's astrology. I, you know, the, I've kind of mentioned before in the angular app where it's the things that you develop the things that sort of come after these angular initiations but I like thinking of it too because it's like if they're fall if like say two is because of one right like mm-hmm. you're yourself and then you collect the things from the the things of self and then you know four is where you're at so five is then the fun stuff you're going to do where you're at or even then seven the relationship to cultivate into those deeper relationships then you really merge into and then ten where you're heading out in the world will probably cultivate your future and the people that you're meeting. So, I mean, I think it kind of naturally builds in that just if you go around the houses in general, but since he's really hammering home, those things that you're kind of collecting after you've done angular sorts of things. Uh, I don't know. It made me think of how I always think of the houses as so isolated as like, this is the second house and then that's the six. And they're very like, they do, they have their own realms of the universe. And now I'm like, oh, second house is like, it's all about the first house for the second house, my dude. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just made me feel a little stoner boner about it where it's not just living in a vacuum. It's, it's working off of the house from before it. I think that's definitely true. And even um, the eighth house can be, you know, where the seventh house is, is partnership. The eighth house is those things that we share with our partner. I mean, that's joint tax filing and all those things happen in, in the eighth house and, um, you know, shared bank accounts and shared resources and all that kind of stuff is there. The garbage, a notoriously shared resource. Um, I think the 11th house too can be that more spiritual feeling of belonging of, uh, you know, having, like you were saying the 10th house and what that, what that gets you to and everything. And it's kind of that more, um, uh, not in a career, you don't always feel like, oh, this is my purpose or I belong here. But when you do find your people from that or whatever, you know, group you end up in from that, that can feel more like a place of belonging. And also we see with social justice, you know, that is a, a big fight for 
people to everyone to have equal rights and feel that they're worthy and belong. Well, I think too, it would be like, you know, the 10th house being the recognition, but then the 11th house being the company that you keep to now you are kind of part of a lineage and a, I don't know, even that where it's like, oh, once you make partner at a law firm, you like get invited to a different level of party or something. I know that's kind of a like not the best, not the best example, but thinking of like, who are your peers? Who is around you because of where you're, where you are standing and what do you have at your, what resources do you have now from meeting other people who know other people who can connect you to these other things or whatever, whatever that is, if we're thinking about it as, as houses of, of resources. That, that just made me think of like the partner climbing thing, but like my mom, whenever something cool happens and I'm like, this happened and I did this, my mom would be like, isn't life cool when you go outside? <laughs> like, or like when you go do stuff, which I think that 10th house is that angular spark of doing stuff. But yeah, if you go start to work at a law firm, you probably will go to, I don't know if ever, I guess it depends what law you're doing, but like there could be galas or there could be these like, or these activist events. If you're more into public defense, like it depends what realm you're in, but if you go out in our scene, you're going to probably end up at different places in different spaces with different people making plans for the future in that 11th house. And I think there's even something to those houses about like you are there. I like your your statement about like because of the angles, these follow these things where it's like I reached a pinnacle in my career and now I am in now I go to this thing. So it is by my by my like work and accomplishment that I get these other things or even like my dad worked for a company for years where it would be like if you make a certain amount of sales, you get to go on these kinds of like trips and that's where you would go. Go and meet those people, but it's because you, you of your like, what you offer gets you to another section or whatever. Um, in selected topics in astrology by Robert C. Jansky, they refer to these succeedant houses as the houses of what is potential in your life, which I liked. I think mm. is kind of another similar to to resources that's what you said right lisa i said belong belong similar um i like this potential too of saying this is how he described them house two being personal potential they put talent in this which i think is interesting um house five creative potential house eight material potential and 11th social potential and i think it's interesting that material potential is in that eighth house thinking about shared resources, thinking about those things of it being like, what is your footprint almost, as opposed to the things that like you, I would think second house might be more like material resources, but then eighth house, I think would be like, what could someone else who is not you, what potential do you have to, for someone who's not you? And I think that is almost more material than what like, what you have, obviously that like sustains your personhood, but it's not necessarily available to other people outside of you. Whereas something more, I don't know. And I like thinking about talent in the second house as well of that being a thing again, that's like, what can you do with what you have and how that is at odds and influences these other, these other places of potential. I think mm-hmm. what's interesting about all of these um, places to me is that it's kind of that like I guess the easiest example for me as a tourist is like money and investing like you have to have something to start and then you can you can grow it and you can invest in property or you can invest in stocks or you can do you know invest in your community you can start a business there's so many different ways you can go with what you have and I think you saying that makes me realize that we can do that with the less tangible parts of our lives too, like the talent example in the fifth house and like creatively, like once we start something and how we can build and transform and change it and how many different directions it can go in. Um, Same with, you know, shared resources. And of course, with hopes, dreams, goals, groups, communities, Um, obviously community is one of those things that you can't just start. You can't just go out in the streets and say, hi, everyone, join my thing, you know, I mean, it's part of it, but you kind of do have to have a network and 
in place and and show this is what I've done to help you know our neighborhood and this is how I'm a part of our neighborhood and I know my neighbor I'm not gonna say her name but I almost did um blah 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 knows that I've done this and and you know this other neighbor always I always see walking the dog and that's someone I can talk to or whatever you can't just start you can't just move to a neighborhood and be like hi I'm the community leader you know it doesn't work that way you kind of have to start with something and I think that again is that like kind of fixed thing where it's like you do have to have something to like grow something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. totally in um horoscope symbols uh by Robert Hand this is another thing that I thought was interesting um he has a whole um conceptual idea of kind of going through the houses and deriving meanings from them actually counterclockwise not the way that we do not zodiacally um and so this kind of comes at the foot of this so it might be a little bit unrelated but I just liked this idea of the succeedant houses being ones of incorporation and fixation um a phase of settling in planetary energies adjust and reach their point of maximum integration into the new quadrant here. Um, like these being, they become stable and cease being the subject of major tensions. Thinking of those being, not to say that you aren't going to have tension with succeedant house matters necessarily, but there is something to me about those things that are kind of, I don't, not necessarily final but I like this what you were saying too Lisa of like you have to have something to grow something and you kind of can't you can get other things but you also have what you have and that's always kind of your starting place not to say that fortunes are fixed and that nothing nothing can change but thinking of those houses as like I don't know those things that you kind of can't change I think the eighth house is like the easiest one to think about that where it's like who are you who are you in lineage with and also death being an association there of being death and taxes being the only things that are certain, you know, the, the famous quote. Um, and then also those houses having those names of like um, fortune and uh, good spirit and those things being ones that are things that you either kind of got or you didn't. And not to say that you can't still accomplish great things if you weren't granted great fortune, but it is like you can't I don't know if you, if you, if you were born with more personal resources, that's just a thing that you were born with. It isn't something that you did. It is something that's just there at your disposal or not. And if you were not born with a bunch of resources, then part of your, you know, work is going out and figuring out how do you get more research resources if you weren't born with them? Yeah, there is, um, on a similar note, there was this, there's this website, soulbridging.com that talked about the Cecina houses and sort of what you were saying, Julia, that these can planets in these succeedant houses can give us a signal on what people really want to keep stable. They want to keep because angular is so starting and succeedant is so cultivating that if you like, I know for me, I have my son and Venus and, and, and Jupiter Mercury, but you know, if we go whole sign in the 11th and those are things that are like, having things on the calendar where I stand with my friends and community and where the, what I literally broke cancer season. I literally started crying last night. I was like, I'm afraid of getting old. <laughs> it was, that was something I relayed to my partner. And it was like, he's like, uh, like elderly or just moving forward through time. I was like, moving forward through time. He's like, well, you have to do it. And it's like, oh. and I think that those, those things of keeping them. Cause like, yeah, like the second, fifth, eighth and 11th like I'm very intrigued by all those houses like I feel like they are they do have some fun and dark and interesting and accessible and inaccessible notions and I think that this can really be the stuff of security too of the stuff we have the pleasure we're having the bonds we have and where we're going so it I feel like they're more higher stakes than we might even acknowledge for ourselves we're angular of like self home relationships career it almost sounds in res- in retrospect of the last episode we did on these houses almost sounds so simple now it's like okay well now that i have the career now what now where am i going and now that i have the relationship okay how do you maintain it like i love i'm an aries moon i love starting stuff but maintain, <laughs> maintaining stuff is is uh can be hard 
Well, I think thinking of then what signs follow too, and how we would say as you know, those that succeed the angular houses of going, well, okay, well, what does, what does having a Libra I see mean about how I feel about, uh, like self-expression in the next sign over or whatever, like how, how does that, I don't know. What's the, this is too, not, let me finish does it a sentence. The next? Yes. Like where I'm like, how, how do they, if we are going in zodiacal order there, which I think that it makes sense, but like the, I don't know. I think it does go like, what do you want to hold on to? If these are the things, like, what, what are you? Yeah. What needs to be supporting these angles and are they actually supportive or are they sometimes going like, oh, well, if this is, you know, if you feel like you have a stable, a stable thing here, does that make you be a little bit more uh, freewheeling with this like self-expression, creative expression, or if you have something that is maybe like a mutable IC, we then see a cardinal, cardinal coming in a succeedant house, which would be like, oh, if if things are in flux, then I need to be the one that's in control of going out and making sure that I have these things set. I think that they do inform each other in that way. I think that the part to me that's kind of breaking my brain and maybe this is COVID and maybe, or maybe it's really genius and you guys can let me know, uh, listeners, I think Julia and Stevie probably already know this, but talking about these houses and thinking about that for the most part, um, forgiving intercepted and, and maybe little tiny houses, um, they're all going to lie in the same sign with the same mode. So I think it is kind of remembering that you do those succeeding things like I will generally do them in a mutable way, even though those are like the fixed houses, all of them for me are going to be mutable signs. And with my angular houses, they're all fixed. So I'm not the kind of person who really changes my appearance or job or, or relationship or family stuff. Like often where other people might have a more mutable take to that. Um, I think it's, it's interesting, like framing it from your own chart. Obviously you you have to look at your own. I can't tell you what it means for everybody, but it is interesting to think that then my, you know, the next ones for me will be cardinal and that's the ending ones or what, you know, the, the, the not ending, but like the resolution um, mm-hmm. houses will, will all be the, for me in the starting sign. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I like thinking that's interesting shit right there. It's to hard think, to like to conceptualize about. and describe, but I do think it's something to look at. No, I'm realizing cause I'm the angular, cause I have cardinal angular for the cardinal houses. And I think that stuff I will change more frequently is my appearance at home and and relationships and, and work, but I'm very routine like and fixed on money and pleasure and people holding up their ends of the bargains and what I'm doing with my community. I like I'm, I, yeah, all my succeeding houses to me ring very fixed, truly fixed. Yeah. I think I'm more detached from them, even though I feel connected to them because I am a fixed sign. So I feel connected to that second house. But when I think about it, when I look at my chart, I'm like, no, no, not in that way. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask what's every what's going on in everyone's succeeding houses, if anything. I have the moon and Chiron in the second. I have the cap trap in the eighth and the north node in the 11th. Okay. Okay, succeeded <laughs> succession over here. <laughs> I have um, Mercury and Pluto in the second. That's the only thing that I have in. I have asteroids um, in the 11th, but I don't have any other. I don't have anything else in any of the succeeding houses, which feels appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) But also is an interesting thinking about the second, like. Yeah, I'm like, what what do I require to be like? Because I guess to me, it's like it's the ability to change your mind has to always be is like a thing that's both not fixed, but also fixed. Or that is something that I think I want, 
if that makes sense. Or mm-hmm. is maybe it's a thing that I think I have of like the only the only thing that I actually have that does not change is the ability to change my way of thinking or mind. Damn. But is that true? I don't know. Well, I think Stevie, what's this- yours. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm the second house to me is one of the weirdest houses. I I think it's just one of those where, okay, here's the rising. It's a body you're born and now stuff, which sort of feels very human, you know, like it's like, mm-hmm. oh fuck, I'm here and now what am I doing with my things? And Bob Marks also remarked about how it's anything you place value on too. So that doesn't I think it gets very stuff like, but it's back to those kind of Venusy value stuff. Um the 11th, I'm 11th house, sun and Venus and Mercury and Jupiter, uh, technically. And then um, Pluto in the fifth. Try to tr- try and watch me make a piece of art. I won't let you. Don't look mm-hmm. at me. I want to hide. I, I don't I don't like to come out until things are ready. And and there's like some interesting things too. just thinking of games and stuff when like the fifth house. My dad's a gambling addict and I the gambling stuff always goes there and it you know, there's, there's things I've interpreted from this, this fifth house of games and leisure and Pluto and realizing how serious that can go to, I think in that Pluto sort of sense of, I don't know, you know, it's not just a day at the slots. Sometimes, you know, it can be your whole damn life. I have an interesting, and this is not to like pressure you in any way towards childbirth. Cause I know it's in the news. Oh um, yes. But I, have a friend who used to be very like concerned with the way her physical body looked and like very like always wanting to look perfect and having a you know whatever the typical LA girl body and recently got pregnant and was telling me about how much her perspective has shifted because it is like it puts a different um like frame for you on like what health is and what your body looks like and like that transformation and stuff and mm-hmm. I think that's just an interesting kind of Pluto in the fifth house. not the, at you specifically oh but just I've like, thought about this about will I die during childbirth my mom has lost well, her firstborns I'm like I've I've thought it not, not in that, that like, way has to go there, I just but meant, like <laughs> if you're saying you know you you don't like for people to watch you make art that might be something that comes out of you like going to the oh. grocery store with a big old belly that you've never had or whatever, like, you know, what I mean? or, or giving like having your water break in a place that you didn't expect it or whatever. And I'm not like putting that on you. I'm just saying that, no. you know, that's something some women experience. So, so because my son and Venus are opposite Pluto and these in the seat houses, it's funny because I, I, I do use social media. I, you know, I'm very 11th house. I've, I've been online since Zanga and live journal and I do like sharing, but I think people, what people don't know about me is that I'm more private than you would think. And I think I've had friends be like, how do you just share everything? I'm like, I'm selective. <laughs> like I'm not, I am not sharing everything. I am sharing the things I want to share, which sometimes are fun things and sometimes are sad things. But I've already made this decision that I, when I do, I would like to have children in the future. You will not know until that baby is born. I'm going to do a, no, there's going to be no Instagram. I'm six months. It will be there here. Oh, but people will know. I mean, unless you run in, if you run into me, (laughs) I'm not going to be like, are you hiding some shit? (laughs) But like, as far as like a, a putting that out there, maybe it is because and maybe it is because my mom had lost a one day old who was my older brother. Like I've seen what my, I've heard my mom's stories of coming home to a decorated baby yeah. room yeah. with no baby. And that shit's sad. And I just, I'd rather, I, I like see, especially cause she's not even from an era of social media. I'm imagining that universe where she's a baby's coming and then no baby comes home. And I just, my Pluto fifth houseness just goes, Nah, yeah, I'm not, I can't unveil anything until it's the same with like, I don't know, maybe it's the Catholic superstition in me of like opportunities or jobs. I don't like talking about stuff until I've signed the thing that says it. Otherwise I feel like it all unravels. And now is that my own like Pluto, you know, 
paranoia. I don't know. I and also if you have Pluto in the fifth house, it's fine. We're cancer risings. We, and if you're Scorpio, you have it there. So like, we're good. It's just, that's the stuff I think of that creation privacy is I don't want you to see my process. You'll see yeah. it when it's done. I think that we definitely all have a piece of that too, whether it's Pluto totally. in the fifth or not. I mean, I, we all have a little bit of it and I certainly of a similar mind of like, not necessarily wanting to share about my like reproductive life on the internet and some people they do their whole journey and they do great with it and love it but that might not be your thing That's you know for other it's other people's cup of tea I, I just I just my mind goes to that Pluto but what if it's Something not the easiest happens. picture perfect yeah. thing you know also god if I have the money I would have a surrogate easily so that's my <laughs> that's my other flip of the Pluto fifth like please if you could put that in someone else's oven and I'll, I do want to adopt as well so and this is i am pro-abortion just to remind everybody so don't don't get it twisted so yeah secedent i didn't can't even think of what cadent is gonna bring up because i actually thinking of these as their groupings is a very refreshing reminder of just how they i don't know how they let these planets do their thing and again reminder if you have empty houses, whatever, in seceding houses, it's it's fine. You're probably going to. It's not a big deal. I mean, yes, there's gonna be empty houses. That does not mean you don't have succeedant uh areas of of life and energies and and all of that. And think it bears repeating every time we're talking about it. But don't you think as a totally. performer, I would love to have something in the fifth house. Oh, yeah, you can still do it. You can still survive. Well it's I mean, yeah, I I'm, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking a lot about this and about, um, those fixed things, just, just the idea of sharing too, of that, like, of going like, oh yeah, I, uh, I think I have sharing problems. I mean, not, I, on the one hand feel like a chronic oversharer and also feel like I share literally nothing ever, anytime to, you know, I've Taurus in the eighth. So it's also like, oh no, it's like, it's done. It's done. What's done is done. And, it's, and <laughs> there's no, I don't know. Uh, I think I'm the worst with sharing. I have all those Capricorn planets there. And I, I have so many rules in my head about uh, what sharing is. And I never communicate them. I never tell people what, you know what I mean? I, I was at a, a birthday party recently and I was um, smoking off of a weed vape. And somebody asked me if they could have some. And I was like, I don't share. And I, it was the rudest, like, I didn't know how to say it nicely, but I just don't really like touching mouths with people. And I like, I'd rather just give you this vape and just never give it back to me than have it in my purse forever and never want to use it again because I know your mouth touched it. And it's not every person. It's not, you know, but I don't know how to say it nicely. I have a lot of issues surrounding it and I don't even they come up at things like that where I'm like everyone is listening to me say like I'm not a sharing person and it's not that I don't in other aspects of my life or that I'm not kind or whatever I just please don't touch my vape right now look go get high off your own supply okay no. they're not hard to get in California get your own vape I do, I do think well you mentioned the fifth house of like well being a performer I should have something in the fifth I find, and this is just from readings and just general natal chart looking, I feel like when people have fifth house stuff, and maybe this is just how I typically look at charts, I feel like, say I see Venus in the fifth house where she's having her joy. I feel like that's nine times out of 10, I'm telling someone to have more fun. There, You are being asked in this life to have more fun, to more pleasure, to like the fifth house is like, I've called it like the house of fart jokes. Like it is just purely for amusement and joy and not to be thought of too deeply. And I think if you have that ease, not that this is one-to-one -one of like, well, if you have planets there, then you're being asked to do this hundred percent of the time. It depends on your aspects and other things in your chart. But I find typically when planets are in these houses, I feel like there's some journey, some message about this earthly lifetime that we're going to have to maybe access these houses if they're not coming as easily to us, Dep again, depending on the aspects and everything that's happening there. Well, maybe this is what it is too. Cause what you just said made me think of this of like, they're not for other people. They're like for 
you or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's there, these are things that are your belongings, your resources. And that's not to say that they can't come out and be um, observed by other people or something like that, but thinking about like the fifth house and, and luck and gambling and that sort of thing. Sorry. Uh, but the, like, you are the person who rolls the dice. And if it wins, you can do what you want with that money, but you were the one who like had the good fortune to win the thing or had the boldness to play the game and take that risk or whatever it is. And I think that all of these things are kind of places where it's also things that are even the weed pen where it's like, yeah, you take the initiative to bring something with you to a thing you are prepared. And that doesn't mean you, you didn't bring it to share. You brought it to take care of yourself in that sense. And again, that doesn't mean that you can't share it with someone, but this wasn't like, you didn't stand over your dish at a potluck and go, don't eat that. You're not holding mm-hmm. your own plate. This yeah, is a thing you no brought. Mistake. I brought shit for other people too. It just yeah. wasn't that. <laughs> no, exactly. And I think that there are things where it's like, I think these houses are some things where it goes like, no, I saved, I saved for this. I pay, I invested. I did the thing thinking now like eighth house or 11th house where it's like, these are things that I have cultivated. These are relationships that I have made, or these have come from, these are hopes and dreams that I got accomplished because I built up goodwill within a community and someone helped me do this, but it's not because I just, you know, what it's, there is some, there is something there where there's some ownership and some belonging, like there is some, I don't know, I keep doing hand motions for it, but I think that maybe I'm just trying to let us off the hook a little bit. I think, yeah, I think there's mm. some tangibility here, like whether it, I mean, I guess that's kind of a tough word because not every part of something feels tangible, like performance doesn't always, but it does somewhat still feel quote unquote mine or whatever there is this like I can almost I can almost like you can see when other people copy other people like it's almost Mm -hmm. theirs like it's almost tangible whether it's you know good copy bad copy flattery theft all different levels of it but like it's almost like touchable it's almost like something you can grab well, and it is. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a great example because it is something that one can both copy, but also, you know, it's not theirs or whatever, like, and someone could do it with better or worse success and could still, uh, you know, gain tangible resources as a result of these things. But it is like, you were taking something that wasn't meant to be shared. Look, you can replicate my recipe, but you can't have my sauce. Damn. Just saying. Hell yeah. I'm here Try. for it. Try, bitch. Oh, now I'm just thinking of people. Now I'm thinking of people's rising, the people who think their stuff is yours or your stuff is theirs, I should say. And I'm like, I'm just tracing back some random ass Aquarius risings with these second house pipe. Like, I'm just like, oh, oh I'm just, I'm just, unra- I'm unraveling the thread right now in my own mind. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that is what, that's a great way of thinking about it too, of like, what do you think are shared resources or what is that? What is yours and what is, what is luck and what is shared and what is community? And I think that's definitely uh, an interesting well, way of going about it. Well, Julia, you said, on, I think on the Angler episode of a big, um, you know, journey in your life has been, what is your responsibility versus what is someone else's, res- or I don't know if that was implied mm-hmm. someone else's responsibility. Yeah. Do we think we've, is it's been in the Angular succeeding houses so far, or do you think we'll, we'll maybe gain more insight when the cadence arrive? Oh, I think it's, I mean, I think it's all of it. I think for me, if you think about mm. that, of having a cardinal cardinal signs like yours mm-hmm. um, going like, okay, this is what you're responsible for. Here's what you get. And what do you like do with it kind of, or how do you, whatever. I think that it definitely speaks to me about saying like, well, what's, um, if, if you don't know what you're responsible for, then it's hard to know what is yours and what someone else's or what are the sport, like what are the, the fruits of your labor and what someone else's too. And how do you then go, well, this is mine 
this is mine to use as I please, whereas it feels sometimes like, oh, well, actually this is, I think like having Scorpio in the second house, sometimes everything of mine feels like it should be at, at, uh, up for anyone's use. But at the same time, if that's not being reciprocated by everyone else, kind of Taurus in the eighth going like, oh, but then shouldn't everyone else be sharing the same way that I'm sharing? And then if that's not happening, then it goes, you know, whatever, where it's like, oh, that's actually not how that should work. That's not their responsibility. And it's not your responsibility to be resourceful for everyone necessarily, unless they've asked or what those things like going, how do you, how do you decide what's, yeah. How do you decide what's yours? If you don't know what you're responsible for or what you could take credit for, or what you can, what's luck and what's not. And, and what is fixed. It's like on real housewives when Garcelle was like, she's getting her new beach house. And she's like, I want it to be a communal space where everyone can just kind of come and go. Well, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I haven't been yet. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we all like have those visions in our mind and then go like, mm-hmm. mm, actually, I might want to stay there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, I don't want anyone else to come here. I would love a commune of every person that I pre-selected that can't bring a friend that I don't like. And, and... good on you. Like, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Okay. This is a quick last minute. Pluto in the fifth house question for you guys. Yes. People. Okay. This is just general thoughts. People who only when they have kids and they're on social media and they only post like the back of the kid's head, like their cat or thoughts. I like it. (laughs) I think I like it. I mean, I don't like it if they're like making on celebrities as well. I also just think if they're making a point of it being like, this is my kid and like then not showing it, that is annoying. Yes. But I feel like if it's one of those things where they're kind of not trying to really have their kid be online or whatever, mm-hmm. and they just happen to have a picture where they look cute and the kid's there and whatever, mm-hmm. that's fine. Um, I do think that, I mean, the more and more we talk about privacy in this country, I do think there is something to like, I don't think I would like it if my mom posted every like baby picture of me growing up. I don't think I would like looking at that. And when she mm-hmm. shows them to me now, I do often post them, but I also but you had to choose to do that. I also have my own memories of those things. And I know like I, ha- I have like a it makes me introspective in the way astrology does where I get to see, Oh, I remember at that time thinking this and how different my life would be if I had never had that experience. I think it's so different to have to like slog through. And also it, it but it's also weird. Cause then when you have friends that don't want to post their kids, sometimes it feels like, was that kid going to think their parent wasn't proud of them or didn't, you know what I mean? There's so much, right. there's such the a weird gray area happen. there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I agree. My, to me, my thing is more of the statement of like, if we're just constantly posting pictures of the back of your kid, I'm like, you want to put your kid on the internet so bad, but you want us to think that you don't. And it's like, just put, just show us the kid then. Come on. Like this is, it still feels like a pawn and a move and that where I'm like, Mm -hmm. if you're, I get, again, I'm like, yes, I agree. Especially a celebrity or public figure or whatever, you don't want your kids brought into to whatever it is that your life is. If you're posting a cute picture and you just are not sure, I do think I agree too, where there's a lot of consent issues where like kids can't consent to having their pictures up in that same mm-hmm. way. And who, who knows, this is also through your viewpoint and how much is that having an influence there? I also think though, that it's like, it's hard to say. I think it's good that we like consider those things and take into account how kids are going to feel about things in the future and how much we're shaping their self-image in that way through our perspective. And by like, again, just like using our kids as, as things I think is always something to be aware of, but like, mm-hmm. uh, it feels very, um, pat yourself on the back. Damn mom, of the my baby. baby pick got four likes only. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's the back of your messy little bedhead <laughs> look you look like shit from the back yeah i i'm i'm like pretty much your entire sentiment julie it's like i think the ones that i see of my peers and acquaintances who have kids most of them have it's just the account full of the back of the head and i'm like my gripe is can we get some creative hand shots like i'm more like let's mix it up from the back of the head on the jungle gym i would like to just see 
some, if you're going to choose the privacy, which more power to you, you probably should really, the more I think about it, just give me some varied shots. I think so too. There's other ways. The room. Be a better photographer. The crib, is all I'm the, saying. There's other things. Yes. Oh, his little favorite shoes or like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. their favorite little meal that I made. The hands stained with like Kool-Aid or something mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's yeah. come on. There's yes, there's absolutely ways <laughs> to do this. Um, yeah. I just think whenever it's, it's like making a point, there's a way of it that feels like also, I think shaming to other moms that are posting pictures, which mm-hmm. I think it's like, if you're mm-hmm. posting pictures, you're a not signal. a bad, yeah, a you're not signal. a bad mom or person anyways. I think you also can be, you know, what is privacy now anyways, if we're being like fucking hacked and followed and yeah. <laughs> watched anyways, where it's like, they're telling hey, us not to buy tampons with credit cards anymore. Yeah. I'm like, we're, oh we're, we're looking in a screen and we're in front of cameras and on it all of the time. So if you think that you're like, any of us aren't documented on some platform, I think that's also, you know, again, not that that's good or that we shouldn't be still careful, but yeah, there's just some throw an emoji, a throw a funny emoji on their face. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. like yeah, we can. That's my. We can get creative. I'm just. I'm. Let's just say I'm just. I think kids are cute, and all I see is bad pics. I would like cuter, more artistic, privacy-related photos, or not into all. it, or yeah. yeah, or to live your life like you know. Yes, if you don't want the kids to be the center of your social, that's what I mean. Where I'm like, don't build your social media around a kid that you're not that you're just gonna post you know whatever okay uh <laughs> succeeding houses we did it we succeeded in talking about succeeding houses i believe we did we done it we'll do it that's a wrap on succeeding houses folks yeah baby uh we'll back thank you cadent yeah we'll see you then thanks so much for listening we love you bye, bye. see ya thanks for listening to what's your sign Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast, on Twitter at what's yr sign underscore pod, and TikTok at what's your sign podcast. For business opportunities, advertising, or commission readings, email us, what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Loken, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chanu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.